0: Whoa. This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by talking about the best sleeping temperature in our first segment. And then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about the one exercise that promotes better posture, nicer abs, and functional movement. Before we get into that, if you'd like to continue the conversation, then get on over to podcast.dasfination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders Community, where I share more entertaining, behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hats that'll keep you feeling younger and younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash vip again that's podcast.daspination.com slash vip be in the know starting right now also don't forget to rate me on apple podcast or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice fat juicy five star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out, and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. And now, let's move into our first segment with healthy conversations. So, in this week's installment of um, Healthy Conversations, we're talking about the best sleeping temperature. <laughs> Is there a perfect temperature? Is there anything like the uh, perfect about sleeping temperature i mean really you know less so let's i mean let's face it really i mean being in a comfortable environment is essential for healthy sleep period (laughs) <laughs> you know so keeping your sleeping area at a temperature near uh, 65 degrees is is ideal <laughs> you know give or take a few degrees obviously because here's the deal really is that your body's temperature lowers while you sleep <laughs> and a cool room will help you settle into that sleep and <laughs> maintain the sleep throughout the night now the key word here if you will is uh, is cool not cold you know so let's keep that in mind here uh, you know moving forward so there are scientific reasons why a room temperature of around 65 degrees Fahrenheit is optimal <laughs> for good nighttime sleep like there, there's there's actual scientific um reasons why they say that this is like the best temperature to sleep in now, I don't personally totally agree with this you know like 65 for me is a bit uh cold I like it around the 70 to 72 range but that's just me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and i by no means have the greatest sleep so and and it basically like these this um scientific reasons it, it basically relates to your body's internal temperature regulation so your body's internal temperature changes during a full 24 hour period you know in one day basically this is also known um, or i guess scientifically known <laughs> or medically known i don't know uh as your uh you know as a circadian rhythm you probably heard me talk about this circadian rhythm in the past and it's basically this internal mechanism that your body uses or has or implements you know to uh, adjust the body temperature for different times of the day so that you can essentially get to bed on time <laughs> and get your rest and wake up refreshed you know that's i guess that's the ultimate goal you know so so when it's when it's just about time for you to go to bed your body begins to lose the the heat the warmth, you know, and it continues to cool down until it gets to its lowest point, which is more or less around daybreak or around, um, you know, 5 a.m. If if you're not a night owl, you know what I mean? If you're if you're, um, you know, you're working your nine to five during the day and then you're at home in the evening and then you go to sleep at night. You know, that's that's more or less how I work. But, you know, when your temperature starts to drop at night, you might notice actually, you know, late in the evening, you might notice your hands and feet getting warm warmer at first, you know, and this is because your body is letting that heat it's its starting to let that heat escape uh, through your hands and your feet and, and to, re, you know, to reduce your core temperature. When you feel that that's your body starting this uh, internal process of temperature control, you know, and so if <laughs> the temperature in your sleeping environment is too hot or too cold <laughs> like you know the Goldilocks uh, story uh, then then it might affect the drop in your body's internal temperature and ultimately cause you to have you know bad sleep or disruptive sleep as they call it now nobody wants that right (laughs) you know I I know I don't (laughs) but when the temperature is outside of the comfort uh, or the comfortable sleeping range then you know then this can ultimately impact your overall sleep in in a few different ways you know you might notice um you have like restless sleep when the room temperature is just a little too hot you know this restless sleep is a hot in a hot room can be caused by a decrease in your REM sleep you know also uh humidity is another factor to keep in mind you know so in addition to heat humidity itself can contribute to some sleep problems you know on the Flip side of things the cold generally will not affect your sleep cycle that, that's more or less why they recommend or they they found this cooler sleeping temperature to be ideal you know so setting the stage uh, for for healthy sleep is super important you know and part of that uh, setting of the stage is is your body temperature or you know the the temperature in your room and controlling that so that it's a nice cool comfortable temperature for you to sleep in and so i have some tips here for creating an environment that contributes to quality sleep because that's what we're looking for really is quality sleep I'm, I'm a huge proponent on quality you know i'm always always uh preach quality over quantity you know you and that truly holds true in this scenario like you want more quality sleep or or you should rather want to have let's say five to six quality hours of sleep over seven to ten not so good hours you know what I mean but anyway let's get right into the tips Uh, the first one I I just mentioned actually is to regulate the room temperature (laughs) you know there now now there's several ways to make sure your room stays between um, 60 and 67 which is like the recommended temperature for sleeping at night you know you can you can basically set your home's thermostat obviously that's like the first place you should start Uh, you know you can set that to drop during um, sleeping hours you know so whatever hours you're at home and you know that you deem as your your sleeping hours make sure that your thermostat <laughs> knows that you know what I mean and it's set to cool down whether you know again whether you're uh, sleeping at night or if you're a morning sleeper if you're an evening sleeper whatever you know I don't I don't know your particular scenario but you know there's uh, more or less three different scenarios so for example you might keep your uh, you know your thermometer slightly warmer during the day but then set it to be you know a bit cooler at night you can also open windows or turn on air conditioning or heat, (laughs) you know, if the temperature rises or falls outside of that ideal sleeping range, you know, and you might even be able to install a thermostat in your own room to regulate the temperature specifically (laughs) in your room, you know, you can even um, run an air conditioner or a fan, you know, during warm months, like in the summertime, you know, to cool down the temperature and circulate the air throughout your room, you know, to again, to keep it comfortable for you to sleep you know because the bottom line is to find a way to regulate the room temperature so that it's comfortable for you to sleep in (laughs) you know what I mean anyway that's enough of that Um, the second thing here you know we have another tip here is to uh, you know to swap out your bedding when the seasons change now this kind of sounds common knowledge almost but uh, you know (laughs) sometimes it doesn't happen you know like that cozy down comforter that you're that you were using in back in January, you know, like it might not be as appropriate, um, you know, in the, middle, in the middle of July or August or something, you know, I mean, you know this. <laughs> so keep a lightweight blanket to use on your bed during those hot months you know, just, and that's mostly to avoid overheating, obviously, you know, and how about those bitter cold snaps? Like we've been having right here, uh, lately on the Eastern portion of, uh, the United States. <laughs> well, on these occasions, you might require, you know, it might require you to add another blanket on top of your comforter, you know, and maybe, maybe for a few days or weeks or whatever, you know, just to, just to give yourself, you know, just to give yourself that little added warmth, you know, just to give it a little bit more heat you know so you can a little bit more heat uh, and, and you stay warm and comfortable while you sleep you know and the third tip that I have here is to avoid caffeine <laughs> in the afternoon or evening so here's something we all know but <laughs> it still has to be mentioned if you ask me and it's that drinking caffeinated coffee or tea or soda you know coke or whatever drinking that in the afternoon and the evening might make it difficult uh, to fall asleep sleep at night (laughs) you know we we know this you know this already but again it's it's this it's kind of like a reminder you know so instead why not drink decaf versions of your drinks you know whatever your drink of choice is drink the decaf version because after you hit a certain time of day you want to avoid those feelings of alertness that that'll keep you from getting some good night you know a good restful sleep at night and and by not drinking or not consuming that caffeine or or maybe you know possibly drinking a decaf version you know maybe a caffeine free coke or decaf coffee or tea you know like maybe go that route instead to avoid that feeling of being alert and awake around around the time you're supposed to be going to bed you know what i mean the fourth tip that i have here keep your room dark really i mean seriously consider your bedroom a cave at night when you lie down to sleep you know cover your windows with blinds or curtains to avoid uh having the street lights or or even sunlight from entering your room you might even want to consider removing all the le- electronic devices that give off light you know remove them just just get rid of them get take them out of your room <laughs> so things like anything with blinking lights or computer monitors or you know phones some mobile phones you know leave them down in your family room or in the kitchen or some other room other than your bedroom you know you want that room to be dark and conducive you know uh inviting uh, for a restful sleep you know bonus tip on that one you know as far as making your um your room super dark this one j- literally just popped into my head is um they they um they sell those i, I don't i guess night masks they call them i'm not exactly sure um I, I kind of joke with my wife and i call it the face bra because it literally looks like a bra that goes around your eyes, uh, but I, I guess it's called a night mask. I, don't, I, got, I would have to look that up, but um, r- realistically, for, for this whole keeping your uh, room dark, if you have tried the curtains, if you've tried taking the phone out, or if you absolutely have to have a phone next to you for whatever reason, maybe you're like me and you're an IT professional and you're on call, you know what I mean? Get yourself a face mask to literally drown out all light. It, it, I mean, for me, it, it's worked wonders so i mean i highly recommend it but anyway that's just another bonus tip to um that literally just came to mind and it'll help keep your room your environment dark so that you can get the sleep that you need the fifth tip that I have here is to embrace the quiet so just like with the light uh, you know uh, that's being given off by devices like that you own like your mobile phone and your if you have a laptop a television anything that's blinking anything like that your bedroom should be free from noise you know? So just like you're eliminating the light, you want to eliminate the noise. You want it silent. You know, you don't want anything that can distract you from falling asleep or possibly wake you up in the middle of the night. You know, you're, you're looking for absolute silence again, or as quiet as you can possibly get your room to be, you know? So keep gadgets that might buzz or beep, you know, keep those away from your bedroom and maybe even consider a white noise machine or earplug If you're unable to block out noises, you know, made by others, if you live in a noisy complex or something like that. For most of us, you can easily hit off these last two tips about, you know, quiet and darkness simply by leaving your smartphone in another room or or in the living room, you know, or something, you know, because again, The mobile phone blinks it lights up (laughs) it's bright as hell you know it it beeps it buzzes like that tip alone if you can if you possibly because i know some people i myself you know included like i say sometimes we're on call and we have to have that phone there you know what i mean (laughs) so i understand that but if at all possible leave that bad boy in another room you know what i mean the sixth tip is to set a sleep routine so your body's Circadian rhythm gets used to having a regular routine, you know for your body and you should really stick to that for healthy sleep So try to go to bed at the same time each day First of all, that's like first and foremost try to keep a schedule of when you go to sleep You know and try to go to sleep at the same time every day, you know And then again, this this is like a sound probably sounded like a broken record But power down your gadgets or other blue light screens a half an hour to an hour before your bedtime you know before that time that you're gonna start heading to bed or whatever time that is 9 10 11 whatever try to time it so that you're turning off those blue light screens your your mobile phone your laptop all that stuff the television make sure you're turning that off at least about a half hour to an hour before your bedtime and then why don't you consider reading a book you know or doing something calming like breathing exercises or meditation before turning off all the light for the night you know because here's the bottom line when it comes to the perfect sleeping temperature you know you want to make sure the temperature where you sleep is on the cool side you know before you close your eyes at night you know like this will help your chances of getting a good healthy and uninterrupted amount of sleep every night and then remember that ideally <laughs> this is ideally It's not this is not written in stone but ideally your room should be between 60 and 65 degrees fahrenheit for you know for healthy sleep and that's pretty much it you know just remember the more you know the better you'll be (laughs) you know and so with all that said and done let's switch gears and move on to our second segment mighty man so in this installment of Mighty Man, we're talking about the one exercise that promotes better posture, nicer abs, and functional movement overall. Now, what exercise is that? <laughs> we're going to get right into it, you know, because I don't want to beat around the bush much. I know you're, you're busy. I'm busy. I just want to get the information to you. That exercise that we're talking about here is the decline bench press let that soak in for a bit <laughs> so the decline bench press really doesn't get nearly enough love if you ask me and the trainers that I've talked to like they're saying that it's about time you put it to work in your exercise routine like that's what I'm that's the vibe that I'm getting you know and, and while the you know a, a traditional flat bench press is, is is perfectly level to the ground and the incline bench press is at an upward slope the decline bench press uh, offers a little bit more of a challenge and as if you know as the name implies it's declining so you're uh, rather than inclined you know where you're at an uh, I guess anywhere between a uh, I don't know 70 to 30 degree angle but you're more like hinged forward uh, the decline you're, you're kind of hinged backwards you know, and it, it positions you at a, you know, a downward slope in order to target a different area of your chest than a flat or an incline bench press, you know? So since you're working against gravity and pushing the weight up from a downward angle, you're able to hit those hard to target muscles like your lower pecs and your upper abs building up every area of your chest, including the lower pecs as this exercise does <laughs> can really benefit you greatly in your everyday life that's where the functional movement comes in you know so having obviously having strong chest muscles helps with your posture and with your other everyday movements you know? So like, you know, not, not only does it strengthen your chest, the decline bench press also builds up your arms and your shoulders, uh, particularly your anterior deltoids, your triceps and your biceps. And yes, I did write that down because I wanted to make sure that I reiterated the information correctly. Um, I, I usually call them the deltoids, the triceps and the biceps, but th- there's, um, I think there's two sets of deltoids. I don't know, but I know one is the anterior. I think the other words, the, I forget what the other one's called. But anyway, here's exactly how to go about using a decline bench press for yourself. So if you want to try the decline bench press, which I, you know, (laughs) highly recommend that here, you know, here's some easy to follow instructions that you can use at the gym or at home. You know, they'll, they'll set you up right. So you're not only getting the most out of it, but also doing everything correctly. You know and I'm a big stickler for doing things the right way using the correct form you know I mean mine isn't the greatest I'm I'm constantly working on it but it's critical to have that proper alignment when you're working out you know whichever exercise that you're working on so first you want to keep your abs engaged always throughout this exercise that's just something that you want to keep at the back of your head you know so you lie back on a decline bench you know these are uh, obviously these are the benches that have like a little um what do we call it a little thing where you can kind of put your feet so it'll so you don't slide off the bench essentially kind of keeps your uh not your balance but it keeps you locked into position so you want to lie back on a decline bench and then you grab and hold a pair of dumbbells at your at the sides of your chest your palms should be facing forward or if you're using a barbell grip the bar palms forward with your arms slightly wider than shoulder-width apart then put the dumbbells or bar up over your chest (laughs) pause in that position and then slowly bring the weight back down to the starting position now I suggest starting with a lighter weight and gradually working your way up over time but that's pretty much it right there simple (laughs) easy to do yet super effective and as far as the positioning of the bench itself is you know as far as that's concerned you don't need all that much of an incline really a few degrees 20 to 30 at most (laughs) should be more than enough to get a good burn going and hit those muscles nice and good you know and again start with a weight that you can easily press for 10 reps you know from there what I suggest is you know go up five to ten pounds at most you know (laughs) as you start getting stronger then you can slowly increase that and I also suggest that you don't increase the weight more than 10 pounds at a time like don't start with 20 and then ramp it up up to 40 you know I've done that a few times and it's not a good idea in the long run you know like if you start with 20 and you rip out 10 reps and you're like man that was <laughs> that was really easy just go up to uh, 30 you know and even if like let's say if you're doing um if you're doing 10 sets or i'm sorry 10 reps per set right and you again you find you doing the 20 you find that to be super light okay that's fine that's good you know that means you're strong um well then the next set go up 10 pound do five stop and then go up another 10 if you'd like or, or five or whatever you know but don't go past that 10 mark because you'll you'll only be setting yourself up for an injury and uh you know <laughs> let's just be safe about it and while we're talking about safety you know i've got a few helpful tips you should know about um you know the decline bench press that'll help you essentially stay safe and maximize your results at the same time because here's the thing that i found you know these easy to do easy to follow exercises are the ones you have to be most aware of because although they're easy to do they're also easy to mess up and easy to hurt yourself and easy to screw up you know for lack of better terms And so there are a few things to keep in mind when you're using this piece of equipment, you know, the decline bench press. The first thing is to avoid starting too heavy. We kind of mentioned this um, already, you know, Uh, it's tempting to want to challenge yourself right away, but that's never a good idea. Avoid starting off too heavy because by doing so, you can be taking on too much and potentially hurting yourself (laughs) before you've mastered the form or even worked up enough strength Rank to really get a good workout you know so instead start at a manageable weight and go up from there like i mentioned earlier start at 20 go up 5 go to 25 and then maybe to 30 or if, if you're feeling really good go from 20 to 30 and then from 30 to 40 you know but don't jump that 20 pound barrier second tip avoid holding your breath this is a big one like how often do you catch yourself holding your breath when you're doing a challenging exercise i thought it was just me when my trainer pointed it out to me but as it turns out (laughs) it's actually more of a common mistake that people make when using a challenging piece of equipment or exercise think of the burpee (laughs) are you holding your breath when you're when you're doing the burpees or are you breathing through the burpee at the right time you know so when you keep breathing you'll have better form you'll be more stable and you'll perform better overall, period. (laughs) The third thing is to avoid your elbows from being too wide. This is another common mistake I see is, uh, you know, with people's elbows being too wide. Try to keep them at 45 degrees from your body. You know, when you keep the correct form, you'll keep your body feeling its best and get more out of the exercise. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Those three little tiny nuggets of wisdom will help you get the most out of this exercise and keep you pumped up and ready to go you know because there's a lot of pros with using or incorporating the decline bench press into your chest routines I mean it flat out targets different areas of the chest where incline or you know and and traditional flat bench presses just don't you know they just don't hit those areas period doesn't matter how much you do how much you lift or how long you lift the traditional way just doesn't hit those certain muscles and if you're going for the total body you know or chiseling up and stuff then that's what you these are the type of exercises you want to kind of sneak into your routine here and there just to make sure you're well-rounded you know it also puts less stress on your shoulders it also you know allows for uh, a greater range of motion and also allows you to press more weight think about that these are all good things to keep in mind but as with most pros there's always pros and cons you know and so with that being said let's talk real quick about some of the negatives too because I like to just throw it all out there now I'm not feeding you all the pros and not telling you about the cons sometimes I like to enunciate the cons and negatives a bit more than the pros you know because the pros are pretty well known you know but the cons the the negative aspects of these workouts and exercise sometimes people don't realize it you know but you know here's first of all It isn't always an option at the gym, that's a big one. You'll see regular bench presses more often than not, you know, certainly more often than you'll see a decline bench press. But luckily for you, there is a workaround, you know, you can easily buy an adjustable bench for just under $200 to use at home in multiple positions. (laughs) You know, another con is your grip when using a barbell. So if your grip isn't in the right place, it could possibly hurt your shoulders. So you really want to keep that in mind. You know, always make sure you're gripping the bar with your arms slightly wider than shoulder width apart. I think I mentioned that earlier, but it, it, I, I want to repeat it because it's important. <laughs> you know, other than that, you really can't go wrong with this challenging and effective piece of equipment and this workout, this exercise. It's a super effective little exercise to spice up your chest and ab workouts, and it's super easy to do. And so, with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. And if nothing else, I hope I entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be answering the question, is there a connection between vitamin D and weight gain? (laughs) So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with me, Get on over to podcast.daspination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insider Community where I share even more. raw all behind the scenes, stories, tips, and hacks that'll keep you feeling younger and younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast. Dot daspination.com/vip. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much really helps me get the word out and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. Until the next chat, take care now. Bye.